You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Audio Podcast. I want to begin this morning with a question. So I want us to interact a little bit. Um, how do you feel about boasting and bragging? Like when someone consistently boasts about who they are, what they've accomplished, how they perform, like they come in, they get into your space, into your world to tell you how great they are. How does that make you feel? Irritated. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, nauseated. I like that. Bored. Oh, why are they so insecure? (laughs) Under your breath, humble them, Lord. How about uh, disgusted? It's a pretty strong word. How about repulsed? I think those are some of the things we've also. So here's a follow up question to that. What do you want to say to them? Not what you say to them because you're really nice, but what would you like to say to them? Be quiet. Be quiet. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Not that you're not that great. Right. Someone over here said, It's not about you. That's a good response. <laughs> what am I supposed to do about that? Pride comes before the fall. Pride comes before the fall. We're going to get to that verse. <laughs> boasting and bragging. I think we would all understand this morning that, that boasting and bragging is not healthy. But if we're honest this morning, we all like to sing our song a little bit. And we all like to be patted on the back. I mean, we all like to be acknowledged and applauded, and certainly affirmation, it's not bad. But we would say this morning, for someone who consistently, continually boasts about themselves or brags on themselves, we would say, wow, that's not, that's not healthy. Matter of fact, Proverbs 16, 18 says this, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. So where there's the presence of pride, it's not long till you have a crash, right? I mean, that's what the scripture is saying. One of my, one of my favorite stories about about boasting and bragging has to do with the late Muhammad Ali, great boxer, maybe greatest of his time. Uh, but in his prime, if, if you remember Muhammad Ali, he w- was full of himself. We could say it that way. Um, obviously a great boxer. Well, as the story's told, Muhammad Ali was uh, taking a trip. So he boarded the airplane and found his seat, first class, takes his seat and rest of the plane fills up and if you've flown you kind of know the routine they come on and say you know here's all these things you need to do and one of the things they tell you to do is to buckle your seatbelt and so Ali just kind of ignored that that point of direction and so right before the plane is taking off the flight attendant comes through to make sure everyone has their seatbelt on and notices that Muhammad Ali doesn't have his seatbelt on so she um very kindly approaches him and says, Sir, would you buckle your seatbelt, please, so we can take off? And to that um, point of direction, Muhammad Ali said, Superman doesn't need a seatbelt. <laughs> and in reply to Ali's response, the flight attendant says, Superman doesn't need an airplane either. Buckle your seatbelt. 
Nothing like being put in your place, right? Well, today we want to spend, we want to spend some time talking about making God big in our lives. I, I think we would all agree this morning that God is big and He's not limited in any way. Would you agree with that? However, one of the things I've come to notice in my own life and the lives of of individuals that I process life with, is that oftentimes we live our lives in such a way that we make God small. We take a big God who's not limited in any way, and we limit His work in and through our lives. So, so how can we operate on a daily basis in such of a way that God is greater and working in a greater way in our lives? I believe that boasting is one of the keys to making God greater. However, the boasting has to be has to be rightly directed. If if you have your sermon notes there this morning, the first statement's this boasting and bragging of one's accomplishment is not only repulsive, but it feeds pride in our lives. However, there is a boasting that the Bible actually recommends. So what, what we don't want to do is we don't want to consistently sing our song. We want to be those who are singing God's song. Rather than telling others the great things we've, we've been doing, we want to tell others the great things that God has done and that God is doing. In other words, we want to make our lives about God, not about ourselves. Let me say that again. The goal of our lives as Christ followers should be this. We want to make our lives about God, not about ourselves. So here's a great question, just something for you to think about, reflect on. Here's the question. Whose song are you singing? Think about the last week, the last month. Whose song have you been singing, yours or God? Whose story have you been telling, yours or God? Rather than boasting in ourselves, we want to be those who are boasting in God and His work in our lives. In this passage of Scripture we're going to look at in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul is actually making a defense of his apostleship, of his role, of his office as apostle. So this is his second letter to the church at Corinth, and they're a little up in the air, and they're wondering if Paul is really an apostle. Like, is he really called of God? Is this a position that God has given him? They're questioning his authority in the church. And so Paul is writing in defense of his apostleship, and he begins to talk about all of these things that he's experienced, all of these things that he's accomplished. And in the midst of kind of giving his resume of all that God's done in his life, He says this, he says, however, I will not boast in myself. Matter of fact, let's pick this up in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17 and 18. Notice what Paul says here. It's on the screen, so let's read this together. Would you read it with me this morning? But let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it's not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one who the Lord commends. So if we're going to boast, what does Paul say we should do? We should boast in the Lord, not, not in ourselves. So, so from these two verses, what we learn that is that not all boasting is bad. Paul tells us that we, we should boast in the Lord. Rather than declaring our greatness, we need to declare God's greatness. Instead of promoting ourselves, our focus should be on this. Our focus should be on promoting God. As I was reflecting on this passage of Scripture a couple months ago, I began to think about the difference between boasting in ourselves and boasting in God. And as I was reflecting on this passage of Scripture, what I began to see is the danger of boasting in ourselves and the benefit of boasting in God. The danger of singing your own song 
and the benefit of seeing God. So, so what I want to do for the next couple of minutes is I want to contrast the two. Contrast the two. And we're going to talk about what happens when you sing your own song. What happens when you sing God's song? What happens when you boast in yourself? Versus what happens when you boast in the Lord. So let's look at these four statements. The first is this. When we boast in ourselves, pride grows. But when we boast in the Lord, humility grows. When we're singing our own song and we're telling everyone how great we are, what happens? Pride. Pride grows in our lives. But when we're, when we're really telling God's story and we're boasting in what God's done and we're making the focus about Him, what happens? This, this character, this quality of humility grows in our lives. You know, it's been said that pride is the only disease known to man that makes everyone sick except the one who has it. Isn't that true? Oswald Sanders in his book, Spiritual Leadership, made this statement. Listen to these words. He says, nothing is more distasteful to God than self-conceit. This first and fundamental sin, in essence, aims at enthroning self at the expense of God. Wow. Boasting in yourself does what? It enthrones self at the expense of what? At the expense of God. That's why God so opposes pride, the proud. Remember, James 4, 6 says this, God opposes the proud, but He gives grace, He gives favor to the humble. So, so when we are boasting in ourselves, get this, we're literally moving away from God's favor. When we're boasting in the Lord, we're growing toward God's favor. And the question is, is what, do you, what, do you want in, what do you want in your life? See, the, the danger of when we're, when we're boasting in ourselves, we're feeding this pride. And, and then as the scripture says, man, where there's pride, it's not long until there's what a crash, right? We see that played out in a man's life. His name is King Uzziah. You can read his story later. It's, it's found in Second Chronicles. The King Uzziah um, became king when he was six, 16 years old, king of Israel. And he reigned for 52 years, so he quite a lengthy leadership term, if you will. And if you read about King Uzziah, it, his, his, his reign as a king started off really well. He started, he started right. Matter of fact, the scripture says this, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and he sought the Lord. In other words, he was dependent on God. There was, this, there was this humility. He was operating out of humility in his life, and as a result, the scripture says that God granted him great success. And as a result of the success, he won some great battles, built some great cities, and became, like, really wealthy. And then at some point, there was like this hinge point in King Uzziah's life, and he began to think, I'm pretty good. He began to, like, sing his own song. And as he did, there was this, there was this quality of pride that began to, to grow in his life. I want you to listen to how 2 Chronicles 26, verse 15 and 16 reads. It's on the screen. Notice, speaking of Uzziah, the scripture says his fame spread far and wide, for he was greatly helped. Who do you think helped him? God. He was greatly helped until the hinge point, until he became powerful. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride 
led to his downfall. So as we think of King Uzziah, there was really two seasons in his life. There was the first season of his leadership. He was operating out of humility. God brought favor and success. The second season of his life, a lot of accomplishments, some great things happening. King Uzziah began to sing his own song, and before long there was a crash that happened. His pride led to his downfall. So when we boast in ourselves, what happens? Pride grows. You've seen it happen, maybe in your own life, certainly in the lives of others. But when we boast in the Lord, there's this humility, there's this growing dependency, and with that comes, with that comes God's favor. Here's a second contrast. When we boast in ourselves, we promote ourselves, but when we boast in the Lord, He promotes us. Big difference. I can summarize this statement with a really simple question. Here's the question. Would you like to have what you can do and what you can create in your own life, or would you like to have what God can do? I don't have to think long about that question to give you my answer. I want what God can do. When we boast in ourselves, what are we trying to do? We're trying to elevate ourselves. We're trying to promote ourselves. And we get what we can do. But when we boast in the Lord, what He promotes us, He positions us, He brings opportunity, He opens doors. He brings His favor. When? When we boast in Him. So when we boast in the Lord, we promote ourselves. When we, boast, or when we boast in ourselves, we promote ourselves. But when we boast in the Lord, He promotes, he promotes us. See, here's a third contrast. When we boast in ourselves, we draw the applause of others. But when we boast in the Lord, we draw the applause of heaven. You've probably figured this out by now because you're really smart. But the applause of humanity is so fickle and so fleeting. I don't know if you've noticed that. I mean, the people that are praising you one day will attack you the next. Amazing how many pats on the back I get on Sunday and how many emails I get on Monday. (laughs) I realize it's humanity. So do you want to really live your life for the applause of others in the temporary pleasure that might bring for the moment and risk the applause of heaven? I mean, we see this whole thing playing out, the, the fickleness of humanity with Jesus on Palm Sunday, just before he was going to the cross. The scripture says that he was riding a donkey down into Jerusalem and the people lined the streets, party, celebration, they were... They were praising Him. They were shouting. They were screaming, Hosanna! Hosanna! The very folks that were saying Hosanna on that day were the ones who were saying crucify Him the next day. So I ask you again, do you really want to live your life for the applause of man and the temporary? When you can live your life for the applause of heaven that has eternal value. Here's the, here's the third con, or fourth contrast this morning. When we boast in ourselves, we get bigger in our own eyes. When we boast in the Lord, He gets bigger in our lives. This is possibly the greatest danger of boasting in ourselves. What happens? We get greater in our own eyes. 
We get caught up in what we've done and what we've accomplished. And, and like we become the hero in our lives instead of God. And I don't know if anyone's told you this lately, so I'll just tell you now, you're really not that great. But see, there's something that's, I think, really deceptive happening in our society today. Happening through media, it's happening through commercials, it's happening through individuals who are trying to sell you something. They want you to think that it's all about you and that you are the greatest. Now, I, I think you're wonderful, I really do. I, that was a bit sarcastic. But I think you're wonderful, but don't forget, God's the great one. Not you. And we want to live our lives for the one who is great being God, not ourselves. Here's the danger. When you're boasting in yourself, you get bigger in your own eyes. And as you get bigger in your own eyes, you lose sight of God. You become greater and God becomes less. And when you become greater and God becomes less, you've just created a problem in your life. Because the scripture says, pride comes before the fall. But as we boast in the Lord, what he gets bigger in our lives. We see this playing out in, in two men. I'm going to take you back into the history of Israel. And you can study this out later. But the first king of Israel was a man by the name of King Saul. The Israelites wanted a king, and God says, no, you don't want a king. And they said, yes, we do want a king. I said, no, you don't. They said, yes, we do. And God says, okay, I'm going to give you what you want. And it wasn't good. But the first king, the first king of Israel was a man by the name of King Saul. If you read about King Saul, King Saul uh, had quite a few accomplishments in his life. I mean, made some pretty good stories to tell about King Saul as the first king of Israel. And and the problem, though, with King Saul is as he had these accomplishments, he began to get bigger in his own eyes. Matter of fact, 1 Samuel 15 says this about King Saul, that he went up and he went out and set up a monument in his own honor. It's almost like, well, nobody else is going to tell me how great I am, so I'll just make a monument for myself that tells me how great I am. So as a result of pride and disobedience, because remember, pride comes before the fall. As a result of pride and humility, King Saul was rejected by God as the king of Israel. So the prophet Samuel is sent to King Saul with the news that God's rejecting him. And I want you to listen to what the, uh, what the prophet uh, Samuel said to King Saul. 1 Samuel fifteen seventeen says, Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? Did you catch that? Once... This is what Samuel says. Saul, once you were small in your own eyes, like what happened? All of a sudden, you became big in your own eyes. And it's brought to your down. It's brought you to your down. It's brought you to a crash. God rejected him while he became big in his own eyes. Outbuilding monuments to himself. Now let's contrast King Saul to the second king of Israel. You know who the second king of Israel was? David, the shepherd boy David. Now here's just one story out of David's life. As David is king, they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem. The Philistines had taken the Ark of the Covenant captive. So the Ark of the Covenant for the Israelites was symbolic of the very presence of God. So pretty big deal. 
They're bringing the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem. And the scripture says that David danced before the Lord. Like he was so excited. He was celebrating the Lord. Matter of fact, the scripture says he danced with all of his mind. He danced so vigorously that some of his clothes started to come off. Interesting, his wife Micah, who happened to be Saul's daughter, his wife Micah rebuked him. Who are you, David, to unrobe yourself before all of these people? And why would you be so passionate about the Lord? And that is absolutely ridiculous. In response to his wife's rebuke, I want you to listen to what David said. 2 Samuel 6, 21 and 22. David said, I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this. I will be humiliated in my own eyes. King Saul, what became bigger in his own eyes. David says, I'm going to be humiliated in my own, li- in my own eyes as I boast in the Lord. And what we find is, is that King Saul was rejected King David became one of the greatest kings in the history of Israel. God gave him great success. God prospered him in his time as a king. Why? Because he was consistently, continually boasting in the Lord. Matter of fact, he wrote most of the Psalms that we have today. Psalms that are about what? The greatness of God. Psalms that are about boasting in the Lord. So what we learn from all this this morning is that boasting is not bad if we're boasting in the Lord. Matter of fact, I would encourage you to train yourself, to discipline yourself to boast in the Lord. And as you do, this is what I know, God's going to become greater in your life. Why? Because you've set your focus, you've set the purpose of your life to boasting in the Lord. So I'm going to leave you this morning with just a few ideas As to how you can work this out. How you can walk this out. What's the application of this this morning? How can we make God bigger? Here's three ideas. The first is this. When you first wake up before your feet hit the floor, boast in the Lord. When you first wake up before the feet hit the floor, boast in the Lord. In other words, it's a great way to start your day. Now, there's a bit of danger here. Let me tell you the danger because I've been, I've been doing this for a while. Alarm goes off. I shut the alarm off. And I think, I'm just going to lay here just for a minute and boast in the Lord. <laughs> and then I'm in the heavenlies. <laughs> and you might be late for work. But what? We want to begin our day just boasting in the Lord. I think it's one of the greatest ways to prepare ourselves for the day, for, for a great day. Psalm chapter 9, 1 and 2 says this, I will praise you, O Lord, with all of my heart. I'll tell of all of your wonders. I'll be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And when you first wake up, before your feet hit the floor, boast in the Lord. Here's a, here's a second way to make God big in your life. Look for God at work in your life to identify opportunities to boast in the Lord. Listen, God is always at work. The problem is, is sometimes we're just unaware. We don't recognize it. We don't, we don't notice it. But it's all around us. It's, it's like in 2015, I, I bought my wife a, um, a Nissan Pathfinder. And I thought, wow, this is the neatest, 
automobile. No one has one like this. And, and, and so I, I bought this automobile and I go driving down the road and guess what I saw everywhere? The exact same vehicle I just bought. All of a sudden I became what? Aware. So God's, God's at work all the time in your life. Small ways and big ways. So look for those. The other morning, I, I was talking with my mom. I, I try to call my mom every day. And she was telling me about a, a happening just that morning. She was writing out checks. And she came to write out a number and forgot how to spell the number. You ever done that? Just had like a brain lapse. You know how to spell the word, but all of a sudden it's... But she's writing out her check and comes to write out a number and can't remember how to spell the number. And she was a bit frustrated. So she set her checkbook aside, picked up her Bible to do her morning devotions, and right there was the very number in the scripture that she needed to write on the check. And this is what she told me. She says, son, God's always at work, even in the small ways. You just need to look for it. So listen, look for the opportunities. They're all around you for you to boast in the Lord. And that leads us right to the third step, this third way that we can make God bigger in our lives. It's this, intentionally tell God's stories. Rather than telling your own story, man, tell God's stories. Proclaim to others every chance you get what God's done in your life. And this is what I believe. This is what I believe this morning. The more God's stories you tell, the more God's stories you'll have to tell. Let me say that again. The more God's stories you tell, the more God's stories you will have to tell. Because this is what the Scripture says. Scripture says that God inhabits the praises of His people. In other words, God comes and camps out where there's an individual, where there's a people who will honor Him. He brings His presence. And when He brings His presence, He brings His dynamic. So the more God's stories you tell, the more God's stories you'll have to tell because you're going to experience God in your life in a greater way. So I encourage you this morning simply to this. Listen, boast in the Lord so He can work in greater ways in your life. Rather than singing your own song, I challenge you this morning to sing God's song. The boast in the Lord. As you go into this week, this would be my charge, my encouragement to you. Man, go boast in the Lord. Make God big in your life. Amen. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.